Hi, everyone. I'm Barbara Beck, host of Welcome Home on Good Life 45. And you're listening to my good friends, Fritz, Mike, and Tina, right here on God Stories Radio, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world through the power of the Christian testimony. Keep listening for a big blessing from the Lord. Welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 283. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What is going on? It's Thursday night. Doggone, we made it. We're all here. We're all here at the same time. That we are. Yeah, really. The gang's all here. Uh-huh. That in it in and of itself right now right. is a miracle. Boy, that's the truth, right? The last couple months, wow. Health crisis after another. Yeah, it's um, it's not been good in that regard. But, you know, I'm grateful that you are both here. Mm-hmm. And I think Satan was trying to take us out. Yeah. It's uh, sure looking that way, but he did not succeed and he is not victorious. Nope. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, cool. Well, I'd ask you what's been going on, Mikey, but I try to outdo each other. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is we're here by the grace of God. Absolutely. I I think you both should give just a brief update on your situations for the listeners. Yeah. Let them know what's going on, like in a couple minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think I did that when we talked last time. But um, as you you know, um, those who have been listening, uh, I've been diagnosed with a neuroendocrine tumor at the head of my pancreas and it's um low grade slow growing um so i got uh, to have a shot once a month and the number 2 shot went down on tuesday um but all that happened to actually bring that forth that actually brought the tumor into uh, sight was um, the esophagus and all the stuff that I was dealing with there. And I guess during that month of everything digesting and right there, um, I'm, I'm guessing that I have a, uh, uh, have GERD, uh, acid reflux, and that's my big concern. I'm not even concerned about the other thing at this point. Um, I went to have the shot number two, and they weigh you each time, and I lost 18 pounds from the first shot for one month, and I lost it. So the nurse that... Uh, the head nurse there and everything else, we spent, I was there for about 40 minutes. 35 of those minutes was trying to figure that I don't lose it when I go the next time. So we had some ideas and everything else and we worked on them. And um, 
it's going to be okay. Yeah, it is going to be okay, Mikey. It is. I I also I remember her words as I was leaving. She says, "You got this." Oh. So, uh, I got it. What would we do without those loving, kind, caring people in healthcare? Oh, I'm telling you. She is awesome. She is. Yeah. All right, babe, your turn. Well, I'll go quick because I, w- I want to give Troy plenty of time. He's our guest tonight and he's calling in. Uh, can't wait to hear what he has to say. But essentially, I had an erratic heartbeat and uh, went to my general practitioner for something totally unrelated. And they put the little thing on my finger and my heart rate was only like 36. Oh. Because it was only reading half of my heartbeats. So anyway, they sent me to to cardiovascular to have a workup and I had to wear the Holter monitor, take a stress test and Mm -hmm. all that, which all came back abnormal. Shocker. (laughs) So my cardiologist says, you know, I want to do a heart cath, you know, with your history diabetes and stuff. I want to make sure you don't have any heart disease. So they did the heart cath. They got in there and they found a 90% blockage in my, in my widow maker in the large, the LED or L LAD LAD left anterior descending artery artery. That's the one that kills the most people. And a lot of times you don't get any warning. It just happens. Wow. So, Praise the Lord, it wasn't my time. And uh, they found it, they fixed it. <laughs> and here I am, praising the Lord, singing Absolutely. his praises. Uh huh. You get another chance. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. And I can't, can't wait to hear what my brother Troy's got to say tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I'm very glad that both of you are here. And uh, the fight is not over, and God is victorious. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. He is. We know who wins. We sure do. Anyway, we do have a Facebook like this week, and ah. we have a new country as well. Wow. So we want to say thank you to Marcia uh, Alwyn King. So, Marcia. I'm sorry, Marcy. it's not Marcia, it's Marcy. Marcy Alwyn King. Well, welcome, Marcy. Welcome to the GSR family. Yes, welcome to the family. And uh, we have country number 117. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, and so is the country. Yeah. Um, it, wow. That It is the country of Kuwait. 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 Wow. Welcome, our brothers and sisters in Kuwait. That's fantastic. It wow. is. Very, very exciting. Fantastic. So I can't believe we're at 117 countries. We Even been- while we're not. That just goes to show you it's God's gig. He uh-huh. manages it. He sure does. Amen. Well, I have the privilege of introducing today's guest, um, and he's actually been a previous guest. So if you want to go back and listen to his first testimony, um, that would be session 278. Uh, This is Troy Smith. He's an author. He wrote a book called The Symbolism of Truth. Um, He is a small business owner of a mortgage company, and he really is just about giving God all the glory in his life and 
living a life that is free and independent from from everything else but this but the Lord our God. So Amen. I'm without any further ado, I'd just like to welcome our brother in Christ, Mr. Troy Smith, to the show. Welcome, Troy. Welcome, Thank Troy. You. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you all again. And it's an honor to be a part of the program. And wow, 117 countries. And that's a, does that mean you have listeners in 117 countries? Is that what that means? Yes. Yeah. At, at some wow. point Congratulations. in time, somebody in each of those countries has downloaded and listened to God Stories radio podcasts. Wow. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. It is. It is. It's an amazing Praise thing. God. Yeah. Amen. Yep. And some of the countries, Definitely. again, like Kuwait, would kind of like uh, blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, it's an honor to be a part of that. So thank you again for having me back on. It's our pleasure. So did you want to give us kind of an update on what's going on with you and your family and the book and all of it? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So um, we are doing well. God is continuously moving in our world. We now are a little bit more settled uh, here in our home um, and uh, we're getting used to our land and, you know, taking over this land and buying, buying this property was uh, such a blessing. I mean, you know, the scripture that talks about, you know, you'll have wells you didn't dig and homes you didn't build. And, and you know, when the Lord says that um, it, he can provide exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ever ask for or think by the power which worketh in us in Christ. You know, I, I mean, this is evidence. Um, as I walk these few acres, you know, daily and look at some of the fruit trees and the things that the Lord has blessed us with. I mean, we're still uncovering little nuances about the property. It's just, um, I'm so grateful and so thankful, you know, and I, I, I consider myself a big thinker, <laughs> you know, like I, I, you know, I've always been the one that's like shooting for the stars and Hey, I'm happy if I hit the moon, you know, mm-hmm. type of guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's amazing how as big as I thinking and as much as I was expecting uh, for this land, it, it just it, it exceeded my expectations. So uh, we're grateful for that. Um, you know, all the kids are help, uh, healthy and happy. And, uh, you know, the book where actually my wife is, we homeschool. And so um, this year, my, my wife is using the book to administer some education to the children, which um really ha- kind of prompted me to work on a uh, like a workbook you know um because it's 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 um uh, the type of book that's a, it's like a resource book it's um it's broken down based on the 16 components of love found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and um and so it's it's perfect for the children to be able to kind of go through and learn um, about love, what it is, you know, uh, what it looks like, what it feels like, you know. And so anyway, that it, it really uh, encouraged me when she said that, you know, she picked it up. And she It's perfect for what she wanted to do with the kids this year in their Bible class. Um, so, so anyway, I, I, 
I guess I'm going to be working on a workbook, you know, a children's workbook so that other families can potentially use it for their children or churches for, um, for Bible study with children and, and adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Absolutely. that's kind of like a little recap on, yeah, on us and the book and, um, and you know, what's going on with our family. And remind me what state you're in again. We live in Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, Hughesville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how many kids do you have? So we have three, my wife and I. We have three girls. Uh, three girls, Janiah, Danielle, and Tatiana. And right now they're seven, five, and three. Um, and Janiah is my oldest. She'll be turning eight August 14th. And Danielle is my middle child, and she'll be turning six on August 3rd. And then uh, Tatiana just turned three. She's my youngest, and her birthday is June 22nd. They're all kind of right around the same time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how sweet. And we have a dog. Such precious We got a dog, and it's a boy. Oh. I got a little bit of uh, (laughs) Uh a... Yeah, I got another boy in the house, so that that feels good. That feels really good. <laughs> so you're not outnumbered anymore. <laughs> no, we're still outnumbered a little bit, but that's all right. As long as I have, you know, I got a, I got a little buddy here now that I can throw a ball around. Well, you know, it's interesting too because, you know, I, I do everything I, w- I would do with sons with my daughters. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's really no, no gap there. It's really just making them stronger young ladies, right? And um, and so. Yeah, I mean, and they're so inquisitive. I mean, you know, even even yesterday, they, you know, they, um, my my oldest daughter wants to buy something, and so we're like, okay, well, you have to earn it, you know. So they decided to do an ice cream stand and sell it. So then we taught them. We had a lesson after about you know about finances, right? So you had the ten percent out for tithe, fifty percent out for savings. And then, you know, whatever they had left over, they could begin saving for what they wanted to purchase. And they realized quickly <laughs> that they'd have to do a lot of work <laughs> to get where they want to be, right? Yep. So they're starting to think smarter now. Like, what can I do that takes less work but make more money? I said, now you're thinking, you know. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Uh-huh. So, Teaching them young. That's yep. a good thing. Oh, yeah. They'll be something else when they grow up. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So I I know last time you gave your testimony, you talked a little bit about like what prompted you to write the book and, uh, you know, a little bit more about the book. But what's sort of like your hope for the future as far as, you know, writing is concerned and, you know, what your what your plans are in the future? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. I mean. Ebony and I, we plan on retiring in about three and a half years. Okay. We put it on our prayer board and January 1st of 2025 is our mark. And we'd like to have our, our financial business self-sustainable in a way where it continue moving, but then finance our ministry. Mm-hmm. Now, Ebony does praise dance. I write. Um, but what we want to do is we want to spend our time and energy Helping those that are um, in positions where they absolutely have to have help in order to pull them out. So, for example, homeless. Okay, when you're homeless, you you will pretty much 
stay that way unless someone helps you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you don't even have an address. So to get any type of uh, public assistance, they would need an address. And so, um, you know, it's really one of those situations where you need someone to, to, to reach down and, and, and pull you out of the ditch and, and help you. So um, we have, you know, a big idea uh, about how to minister that, what to do, finding them housing. I mean, we're in mortgage, right, in real estate. So we want to create um, these uh, housing programs where we can bring these people out of the street put them in a place with an address uh, and then begin to work on the things that they're good at, right? You'd be surprised at how many of these people have amazing stories, doctors, lawyers, architects, engineers, right? That just ran into life that smacked them around. But those are the same ones that are praying, asking the Lord for a way out, asking the Lord to come and get them and protect them and save them from their situation. And so, we hear those prayers really in our heart, in our in our spirit, right? And mm-hmm. so we want to again go out and, and 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 do that. And we're called to do that. I mean, part of our ministry is based on Second Corinthians chapter eight, verses fourteen and fifteen, where Paul talks about equality. He says, "He who gathered much had nothing over, so that he who gathered little would have no lack." Right? And we know that because we're willing vessels and we want to be those people that can take much and distribute it amongst people that the Lord is going to use us for that purpose. Um, and so, so anyway, that's, that's our why. I mean, that's what we want to do. Now, I sit at a computer all day, actually four monitors, doing mortgage, right? And, 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 I, and I laugh sometimes because I said, Lord, I know that you want or for my life and to be staring at these computer structures, oh, right? You know, and so, and he says, yes, however, this is where I have because of where I'm taking. Um, and so I'm obedient and I find comfort and pleasure in that. Um, and, but anyway, that's kind of what I see for the future for us is, is getting to a place where we can really begin to um, work and spend the majority of our energy uh, in the ministry, um, in the body, and uh, mm-hmm. helping those who otherwise would not be able to help themselves. That's such an amazing vision. Yes, it is. Um, did the Lord bestow that vision on you, or how how did that come about? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, listen, I, I, I was I was one that never saw myself here, right, mm-hmm. with you know, my addiction to drugs and alcohol, my, um, my, the, the things that were shackles on my mind from how I was brought up. I, I started smoking marijuana at 12 years old. I started drinking alcohol between ages 13 and 14. And I didn't stop until I was 30. I'm 37 now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I spent almost the, the majority of my life addicted to drugs and alcohol and making poor decisions, right? With my, the logic sensors in my brain being shut off by being intoxicated and those things. And so I was, you know, stealing and cheating and lying. And I mean, you name it, selling drugs. I mean, I I am not um, shy to talk about how bad of a human I was. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, 
you know, I, I deserve hell, right? Me, but because of his grace mm. and his mercy, I don't get what I deserve. Mm-hmm. Praise <laughs> I, the Lord. He has pulled me out of all of that and said, I, you know, in the word, he tells us how he takes those things that are nothing to make them something so that, that it could be revealed in this world that he's the one that gets the glory. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the truth. That is the truth. I mean, you know, I don't know anything now other than staying inside of that comfort zone, that place of, of peace and rest. You know, Hebrew tells us labor to rest, right? I'm working to make sure I stay in that place of rest. And then, you know, when you think of that word labor or work, you you had the two guys that come to Jesus and they say, you know, hey, how do we work the work of God? And he says to them, here's how you work the works of God. Believe on the one he has sent to you, right? And so that laboring really is, is translated to believing. Believe what I'm telling you you know, and hold on to it. And if, if you can believe it, there is a scripture in Second Corinthians 4.13 that says, um, we believe, we having the same spirit of faith have believed and therefore spoken, right? And so the spirit of faith, you know, this is Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, right? It is faith mm-hmm. that we have. And, and so, and, and Jesus is the word of God speaking to us on the inside through the Holy Ghost, right? But it was faith, how it says in James, without work is dead being alone, right? And so Jesus is speaking to us on the inside, but if I don't listen, if I don't truly believe it and am fully persuaded by it, it's not effective, mm-hmm. right? What is it in Philemon 1? Well, Philemon is only one chapter, but one six, it says the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ, right? So, so, so the communication, so what does that say to us? Well, it says a couple of things. It says that the communication of thy faith can not be effectual. <laughs> if it's telling us how it's effectual, there's a chance that the, that the communication of thy faith may not be effectual, right? So it doesn't mean that we're not hearing it, but there's the, 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 the scriptures are teaching us that it just hearing it is not enough. Right. It to needs to be it. an we action. Be fully yeah. persuaded. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. Right. it needs to yeah. be lived out. It needs yeah. to be an action. And all the stuff that you had yeah. done, all the stuff that you had done, as he says, has been cast as far as the East is from the West. Exactly. Exactly. I get goosebumps. I mean, just, just then when you said that, right? I mean, like, how amazing, right? I, I, you know, I, when I, one of the prayers I say in the morning is that, you know, I, I, in, the, in the presence of the angels that encamp around me, that I surrender my life to Jesus day and every day. I openly confess that, that, that he is my Lord and Savior. He died on the cross for my sin, was raised on the third day, and is seated at your right hand. In heavenly places, right, and, and 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 I say, do with my life as you will. I mean, this is what is it? It's Galatians two twenty that says, "I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live; yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Mm-hmm. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God 
who loved me and gave himself for me. It's it's not my life anymore. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Philippians two thirteen. It said it is God working in us both to will and, and to, to do of His good pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's Him in me, right? It's not me. What does it say in Corinthians? How our our we've been bought with the price, right? Mm-hmm. Our bodies are not our own. It's the temple mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, right? And so, so I I try to live that way and be conscious of it. You know, there's a uh, a scripture in Proverbs that has really helped me recently, and it it, it talks about how um, it says, "What does it say, Lord?" It says, uh, uh, "Death and destruction, or hell and death, are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied." Right, and and, and I'll tell you why I got to this scripture because. The, there's another scripture in Proverbs that says, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and those that have it shall abide satisfied and shall not be visited with evil. And I said, okay, Lord, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, because I need to get a hold of this, right? I need to really get a hold. What do you mean? It shall not be visited with evil. I don't ever want to be visited with evil. How do I get there? How do I really get a hold of that scripture and understand it? Right, and the and the in 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 the couple key components there, one of them is about being satisfied. Those who have it shall abide satisfied, and when I am fully satisfied, then it's the opposite of the other scripture, which says the eyes of man are never satisfied. So, so that's helping me because whenever I feel a sense of lack or a sense of disappointment or a sense of uh, of inadequacy or failure or uh, or some of those old thoughts of addiction come back, I pray that the Lord helps me to see with his eyes and not the eyes of men. And I try to focus on those things in which satisfy me in him, right? Because all things here in this natural world are going to pass away, right? But he is forever, right? So I try to focus on his promises um, to help me in in in, the, in those moments, but um, and, and it works. I I, I mean, it, it truly works, and I believe that I'm walking in the direction that He. And I'll I'll be honest. I mean, there's certain times where the Lord is persuading me to do certain things, and I know it's Him because I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my flesh is like my flesh doesn't want to do it. It's like what? Yeah, I don't want to do that. You know. Um, yeah, I've had situations where, you know, uh, case in point, you know, we rented a home in, 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 in Arizona and, and, and we left that place immaculate, painted the walls, you name it, just because it was, that's how we live. We, you know, um, we want to leave something better than what we came in. And, and this was right in the heart of what's happening with the pandemic. You know, we, we moved out early to give the, the owner time to get it ready for the next tenant. Um, you know, obviously paid everything during COVID, you know, all of our rent without, without, um, delay actually two days early. And then he takes all of our security deposit and charges us another $500. Okay. Um, now we had landscaping coming biweekly. I mean, everything. And so mm-hmm. I was, I, I was livid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just not fair and it's ridiculous to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. But then I had to step out of it for a second and say, okay, Lord, because I, I can't look at this from a, 
a human perspective, our battle's never against flesh and blood, blood mm-hmm. right? Ephesians tells us it's against principalities, principalities. the darkness of the world, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like, okay, Ebony had to pull me out of my out of that. And she's like, she's she balances me, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. she's 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 so humble, she's so patient. So, so, but then what we did is fine. We didn't fight it. We kept the security deposit, and instead of five hundred dollars, we sent seven hundred. Now, I didn't want to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? It was, it was I, a test. I initially told him he wasn't getting another red cent. You know, he would keep the security deposit because it would be too much of a battle to fight him on it. But he wasn't getting another penny from us. Well, uh-huh. then we sent him 700 instead of five. And so that's an example where the Lord persuaded me to do that. And I knew it was him because it wasn't me. I didn't want him to get another penny because mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But what the Lord told me was that he must need it. So mm-hmm. give it to him. Mm-hmm. It's just money. What does it matter? I'm always going to show up for you. You'll always have abundantly above anything right. you can ask for or think. So don't worry about it. Right. If him and his wife are struggling and they need it, give it to him. Matter of fact, give them more than what they asked for. And we did it, mm-hmm. right? So that's just one small example. But that I, I am a person in, in, us, in, in our family. We are in a position where we will walk with him wherever because we know that if he is telling us to go somewhere, the glory of God is there. The, 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 the word glory, doxa, right? The, the unspoken manifestation of God where you can see him, mm-hmm. which is what we see all around us as well. The trees, the water, the birds, the beautiful sun, sunset flowers. I mean, this is the glory of God. We see it all around us. But it also can be evident in our physical lives as well. Um, and so we try our best to walk in that and to be great stewards of that, that understanding where now we have people asking us, okay, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? And I said, well, if you really want to know, then open your Bible. Let's have Bible study. Because <laughs> that's the only way I can tell you. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, what are you doing? Like, they, they, they think it's something separate. Right. Well, no, no, no. I, I get that, but like, like, no. Tell me, like, how you did it. So there's no separation. I mean, you can go on our website. On our bottom of our page, it says "proudly powered by Christ," mm-hmm. and we'll have people that are like, "Oh, well, you shouldn't have that in business. You know, keep it separate. I mean, you know, you'll lose customer." I, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you scroll to the bottom of my page and you're offended by me representing that our business is powered by Him, mm-hmm. then. I don't need your business. I'm sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're not my source. Jesus is my source. Right. He's the one that will continuously show up and make sure that, that what does it say? It says that uh, he'll, he'll provide or supply for all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And it's interesting because that the Greek word for what's translated as need is more than just what we need. It's anything we need, want, desire, as long as that desire is persuaded by him. Because he's in us. He's giving. If we're mm-hmm. led by him, the, the desires of our heart are, what does it say? Philippians just says it, that both the will, that desire, and do of his good pleasure, right? So he's giving it to us. Um, but that does give us a level of confidence, me, for sure, right? Because if he's persuading me to do something, I know it's mine. It's already mine. 
right? What's the scripture in Ecclesiastes 3.15? It says, that which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. And God requireth that which is past, right? What is he telling me? Well, he's given me an understanding of time, okay? We're, in this natural world, we're bound by time. Time is a measurement of change. Change is a function of motion, right? So, but we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and always, okay? So he doesn't change, which gives us the understanding that his dimension is outside of space and time. Well, if nothing, if God is the same yesterday, today, forever, and, and so then he's not bound by time, then he called the end from the beginning. He called us before, he says that he chose us and predestinated us before the foundations of the world. Okay, so so so, it, so it, the, the battle has already been won, right? We fight the good fight of faith, right? We're walking in finished work. Jesus said it is finished, and so we know that if the Lord says go, it's already ours. How can the Holy? You know, it tells us in in John, uh, the book of the Gospel of John, how the Holy Spirit, and I think it might be John, the Holy either Gospel or 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 First John. The Holy Spirit will show us things to come, right? How, how can the Holy Spirit show us things to come if they've never happened? Well, Ecclesiastes shows us that our concept of what has happened in this linear form, this linear fashion, is not real, right? What's real is Him, and He never changes. You know, uh, even in physics, Right now, they have in quantum physics, they have something called quantum non locality. Look it up, Google it. Okay, quantum non locality now, and it's, it's blowing their mind because quantum non locality states that from, from a subatomic level, an atom can be both here and there at the same time. And so they're confused because they say if the body is made up of subatomic particles that by the laws of nature, how come us in the physical form in this grander scale, the macro scale, can't do the same? How can our subatomic particles be here and there simultaneously, but we not? Well, that's partly because most scientists separate science from the word. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 2 tells us that he has seated us in heavenly places in Christ. He's telling us that we are both here and there now, right? And, and, and there's this power force in us where if we can hold on to that level of consciousness, then the concept of love can be evident, right? There's, when I broke down the components of love, there was the first, the first component was patience, right? And patience, when I really got a, a biblical understanding of patience, it, it talks about accepting delay, distress, and, and pain and, con- and confusion without being annoyed or displeased. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's just impossible. I, I just like, I, as I'm writing it, I'm like, there's no way, Lord, I don't get it. I'm writing it because you're revealing it to me, but I do not understand. How could I ever allow these things to happen without being upset and annoyed and displeased? And then he finally taught me, he says, you have to change your perspective. 
Okay. If, if, if you understand that what you are going through is temporary, it's it, it, that it's not real. Anything that changes is not real. I'm real. I don't change. What does it say in Matthew? Matthew 6. It says, take no thought for the morrow, right? What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, those things, okay? So I had to look up. I, 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 whenever I read the word, I, have, I, I read it in English, but then I have to go to the original language. If it's the Old Testament, it's Hebrew and Aramaic. If it's the New Testament, it's Greek, okay? Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out what it was that when it says, take no thought. And this translated as, don't worry, you know, don't be anxious, right? Mm-hmm. But I said, well, I, I really need to get the, a, a true understanding. So that word, it's actually one word when it says, take no thought. It's really one Greek word. That Greek word is translated into divided. Be not divided. And I said, okay, wait a minute. I, 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 help me understand that. Well, he did. He revealed it to me. What he's saying is, do not let your thoughts about tomorrow be divided. Well, how does that make sense? Well, what did he tell us? He told us that, that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. He told us that he'll supply for all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He told us that we're healed. That he told us that, that all these things, right? And he says, so do not let your thoughts about tomorrow be divided, right? Hold on to what I told you, right? And, and when I got a hold of that, I, I, I got a revelation of thought and how we don't own our thoughts. Our thoughts are either persuaded by the Lord or by the enemy. Mm-hmm. With the scripture that tells us to, 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 to bring all of our thoughts into captivity under, uh, 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 unto Christ, right? So you, we're bringing our thoughts into captivity unto the obedience of Christ. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's teaching us that these thoughts that come in, we have to be conscious of them. <laughs> right. Because the enemy, it, you know, even though he's painted as this red dragon that, you know, with skull and bones and, you know, black paint on his, you know, whatever, however he's just depicted mm-hmm. in this natural world, well, we have to remember Lucifer, oh, son of the morning, he was the epitome of beauty. Right. He had hearts and, 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 I mean, he was beautiful. So to think that when he comes, he doesn't come in the form of beauty, something that will entice our, our natural senses would be a mistake, right? So there are thoughts that come in that appear to be right. What does he say? He says uh, um, even uh, Satan's angels will will cloak themselves as angels of light, right? They'll 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 disguise themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so 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 I do have to be mindful of that. And that's one of the more challenging components, right? Is that trying to understand and decipher between the persuasion from the Lord or persuasion from the enemy. Because there are times where that is challenging. But my prayer in those moments are, Lord Please, because I've prayed, I'm not sure, but just protect us. Please don't allow us. We're going to move forward in this. We pray that you go before us. Don't let us get hurt or anything like that. Because within we also hold on to the scripture that says all things work for the good for those who are in Christ, right? So we know that whether it's him persuading us or not, that he's going to protect us. He's going to keep us safe as we move forward in that direction. 
And if it was an attack by the enemy to try to steal from us, he's going to wipe that out and it's going to turn around for the good of him and his will. Mm -hmm. And so that gives us, again, a little bit more peace and confidence to move forward and to, to be completely obedient to what he's telling us to do in every moment, in every situation, uh, as much as possible. I think it, it's always, you know, it's always a challenge because I think every day you have to set your mind to focus and to focus on the ways of Christ because it's so easy with our emotions and our thoughts to get swayed and not be focused on, on his agenda versus ours. Mm-hmm. Right. And you said a key word. Exactly. Emotions are dangerous. They are. And yeah, it's, big time. Right. Because, yeah. It's just hard to keep it in check when, when life is happening. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, uh, Satan knows scripture pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had a situation where that was a challenge for me, um, feeling. Right. And, and, and I remember praying to the Lord. I said, okay, Father God, help me here. Right. Because I'm feeling a certain type of way. I'm feeling, you know, this way. And I, and, and I don't know how to come out of that. Why am I, I feel like I'm battling my own body, my own flesh, my own mind. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way. And then what he revealed to me is that what you know will change how you feel. Mm. What you know will change how you feel. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you know. And man, that was, that was big for me um, because it's a battle of the mind, right? And mm-hmm. so you have, you have your conscious and your subconscious mind. The conscious mind moves very slowly and gives up the ability to focus here in the natural world. And the subconscious or non-conscious mind moves at speeds that are inimaginable unimaginable, right? And that operates our body in, in, in milliseconds that we can't even fathom, right? Things are happening at a cellular level at speeds that we don't even realize. And that's all taking place through the non-conscious mind. But the non-conscious mind is also what delivers the feelings to us. It delivers them, but it's plastic. There's a thing called neuroplasticity, right? And neuroplasticity teaches us that the brain is plastic. Dendrite can be rewired in our brain, and if we allow our, if we if we understand that, and we work to wire our brains for Christ and in Him, in His words, then different thoughts will come up in different situations. You're, you're, you, we can literally change the uh, uh, the thought pattern that's delivered to us from the non-conscious mind to our conscious mind. Um, and, and, and that was, yeah, I would, I would believe that because I, I think that's part of being, um, in entrenched in Christ, you know, is it's learning to retrain your thinking and your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it also helps to, yeah, renewing our mind. it also helps, uh, that you know, the Bible, mm-hmm. you gotta know the right. Bible. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can be changed is through the mm-hmm. word. So just um it does make you think differently. It does 
make you take a different approach. Um, because even like what you were talking about before, where you could be depressed and you're taking the wrong thoughts captive instead of taking God's thoughts captive and focusing on what right. the truth of his word, mm-hmm. um, the spirit of what he says, you know, what you know in Christ um, versus all the nonsense, right? That the world dishes out. Um, right. But it's so easily because of these emotions that we have to get swayed mm-hmm. um, from our foundation. Um, right. But, you know, one thing that I would really like to know from you is, you know, you have this background where, you know, you lived your life in a manner that was for yourself, but something must Mm -hmm. have really triggered and changed you to come to Christ. And what was the catalyst? You know, there was a a moment in time where I had had, my daughter, my oldest, Janiyah, and she was young, very young. And I still, I had been saved. I got saved in Las Vegas prior to having uh, her, but I wasn't walking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't have tools like you just mentioned scripture, knowing mm-hmm. scripture, right? And so I still was kind of getting beat up daily in my mind, you know, until, like I said, using and um, and then it got, it, it was a, a moment where I almost lost my wife and my daughter. And I knew that things had gone too far. And, I, and, and at that moment, well, I was using in that moment and I wasn't, I wasn't level headed. But after that moment, I slept in my car in a mall parking lot and I woke up. And I was much more clear-minded at that time. And I, I gave up. I, I said, I just cannot continue to do this, right? Because I'm going to lose the best thing that I've ever had. And I'm going to end up dead or in jail somewhere. And what a waste. What a waste of the talent that the Lord... I, I grew up with the Lord all around me. I just ignored it. You know, it wasn't like I wasn't exposed. It wasn't like I didn't grow up with a family of believers and grandparents and aunts praying for me and, and those types of things I did. It was all around me. I just chose to ignore it. So I knew that the only reason I was even still alive at that point was prayers of those who loved me. Mm-hmm. But I just fought it for so long. And at that moment, after that, the previous night of this, arguing and uh, you know my wife is tired of it right i got a young child i mean i'm putting it all on her because i'm not present right and just it it, it came to a head you know and so um and so i surrendered at that point i I checked into a outpatient uh drug rehabilitation facility it was a two two or three week program i feel like it was i feel like it was more like a yeah it was like a 21 uh, day program or something like that, and and uh, and I almost quit halfway through, and I was just done. I mean, they're talking, you know, we're around in circles, and everybody's sighing and talking about their feelings. And this is not, and I'm like, you know, this is what is this? What am I? I I'm not doing this, you know. And, and I remember calling Ebony that day, and I said, I'm done. I can't. She says she just begged, 
says, babe, just trust me. Just finish it. Who cares? Won't you just finish? Just get to the finish line. And it reminded me because my father uh, used to always tell me, follow through in completion and show up. He says, just show, because he was, he was an addict. Mm-hmm. But so successful, but so limited by his addiction to drugs and alcohol, crack, cocaine, and he was a functioning addict. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a contractor and built houses from the ground up, but was so limited by his addiction. And he used to tell me one of the worst parts of the addiction was just being missing and not showing up. And so, so I stayed. And, and thank God I did because it changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. It forced me to deal with his death. He died, he drowned. Okay, my junior year in college, I got a call and from my brother, and he's like, "Hey, something really bad may have happened to Pops." And I was in North Carolina in college, and, and my father was in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I'm like, well, "What do you mean?" It's like, "Well, he may have drowned." Okay, whatever. So I flew back home, and we're searching, and nobody missing, right? And and so we can't find him, and everyone's thinking, "Well, he just must be dead." We had sonar in the water, divers, and everything, in the matter of an hour or two. No one said he's nowhere to be found. But his canoe apparently capsized in the, in the water. You can't be found. So I'm like, well, I don't believe it. I believe it when I see it. I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to commit to him being dead until I see it. Well, nine weeks later, his body floats up. Okay. And, and it just was so tragic. So anyway, I never allowed myself to process that. He was my rock. He was everything. For me, you know, and I just drowned it in drugs and alcohol and never faced it. And this program made me face it. Mm. And I, it broke me in ways I had never been broken. And it fixed me in ways I never knew I could be fixed because I surrendered to the Lord and I gave up at that point. And I said, you know what? I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't know any other way but lying and cheating and getting high and drunk and things. So in those ways, don't work. Or just show me. And when I truly surrendered and I allowed him to take control of my life, of my world, things changed. And that was the catalyst. Wow. Well, Troy, I am just so grateful that you came and you shared tonight. Absolutely. And that you... You've opened up so much and you've given us so much to think about and and to ponder. And we wish you nothing but love and success because um, yeah. you're just a beautiful human being. Mm-hmm. And I just know from our limited experience you. with you, we just love you. <laughs> yeah. And, and the Thank way he's you. doing things. I love things, you guys too. Thank the way you. he's doing things and everything else, the Lord is just going to continually bless it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. For those of you out there, Troy's book is called um, Symbolism of Truth's Love. And Troy, where can they get the book? Yeah, so they get it from lulu.com. I mean, they, they can find it on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, but the, where we uh, sell it directly is lulu, L-U-L-U.com. And then you just type in Symbolism of Truth, Love, and it'll pop up. So yeah, there it is, and uh, feel free to to support. But yep, that's that's the the, the best place to find. It. 
And if you're a God Stories Radio listener, if you follow us on God Stories Radio, uh, Troy was kind enough to bless us with some books. We'd be happy to send one to you. We would just need you to contact us. Um, You can contact us through Facebook or you can email us at godstoriesradio at gmail.com. And uh, we'd be happy to send you a copy of the book if you provide us with your address. Awesome. Well, that was awesome. Awesome. Anybody that listens to either one of your uh, sessions would be blessed. I'm telling you. Absolutely. (laughs) And just to remind everybody. Thank you very much. Just to remind everybody that was session 278 for Troy's initial um, testimony. And this is session 283. Well, Troy, thank you very much for, uh, I I understand uh, there was like a mix up last week and you were ready to go last week and you says, okay, no, let's do it next week when everybody's there. Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. It's always a blessing to be able to share my message my testimony, my story, and hopefully there's some out there that can relate and that are blessed by what I've been through and, and help them along. So thank yeah. you for the chance to share. I have no doubt of it. And would you do us a favor, Troy, and stay in touch with us? Definitely. Uh, Absolutely. That'd be awesome because we consider you family now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm a part of the God Speaks Radio family. I appreciate that. Yep. God Stories Radio. God family. Stories Radio. There is a God Speaks Radio. God there is a Story. God Speaks. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. We're, we're God Stories Radio. Yeah. Well, God Stories Radio. My apologies. That's yeah. No worries. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. We had several people on Mixler tonight. Uh, I'd like to welcome Jazz Nick. Uh, good to have you with us. She was a recent. Uh, yeah. Couple weeks ago, she was uh, one of our our new, new listeners. Great, yeah. New Facebook likes listening live tonight on the Mixler, and we appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session two eighty three. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike, and I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless.